Welcome to the Designated Drinker Show, the podcast that's raising the bar on craft cocktails. I am your host, Louise Solace, and with me is my very, very talented friend, who is my very own Susie Chapstick. She is a mixtress DC Gina. <laughs> is that the lady's name? Yeah, Susie oh. Chapstick. She was a skier. Oh, I didn't Remember? even know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. See, no, I'm I a few years that. older than you. Happy so New Year, Happy a, New Year's. Or for tip-off, right? I know. Yeah. First one for uh, season seven. Yeah. So, Gina, do you know the significance of March 16th? It's the day after the Ides of March. That it is, but it is also National Lips Appreciation Day. See, Susie Chapstick. Oh. See that tie-in? Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. So in honor of that uh, quickly approaching date, we have a few days get ready, or a few days get ready for it. Um, here's a few fun facts about the power of lips. Um, it has been proven <laughs> that servers who wear red lipstick earn more in tips, up to 50% more. Are you serious? According to, and this is more, this is recent research, um, according to the Googles anyway, right? And then speaking of lipstick, did you know that there are over 90 million tubes of lipstick sold globally? Well, I believe that. That's a lot of lipstick. Yes, and Gaga sells a lot of it. Yeah, <laughs> but you a lot in the South. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Um, and what is desired today and what we think is beautiful lips has not been the same throughout time. You know, now the big pouty lip, the more the better. Uh, <laughs> sometimes too much. Um, but in Victorian times, thin lips were order of the day they were considered more beautiful. Um, and in ancient times, for the Greeks, it was all about symmetry rather than size. Symmetrical, I don't know, left to right or up to top to bottom, I don't know. Um, apparently in India, it was more rosebuds, um, small but luscious. Um, and during the Ming Dynasty in China, uh, lips were, um, this makes sense, but a pinprick projection. So I think like geisha, you know how they would do the little turning, oh, okay, you think about, that's what I comes to mind when I think about that. And then in your motherland, ancient <laughs> Italy, um, the ideal uh, was nearly to have no lips at all. Okay, well, I just failed that. So. <laughs> Moving on. It's so kind of weird, huh? Mm. And you know, and but you have to ask, is that is this just a bunch of lip service? Har har. But I'm fine. Really? But speaking of lip service, a different kind of lip service, but still lip service lip service nonetheless, brings me to today's designated drinker, who knows more about the power of lips than just about anyone, I think either you or I know. Um, she is the amazing lipsologist, Ariana Lightning Storm. Welcome back to the show, Ariana. I'm so glad to be here. Oh, it's been too long. It has. You oh my know, God. She was on episode 19. Oh my gosh, you kidding? No. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. What year was that? That was our first season. It was probably would have been maybe the third time recording, maybe second. Yeah, third time. Maybe. It's crazy, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Well, you were, but you were here. You weren't in New Orleans when we did that. Right? Yeah. We no, were, that was here. just before you went to New Orleans. Yeah. Or yeah. there was something you were talking about having been there and going back, yeah. as I recall. Yeah, we yeah. did a lot of our episodes in New Orleans. That's what I'm saying. Like, we that's drink great. a lot in New Orleans, so it's easy for us to forget who was where. Well, I feel like I feel like Ariana would be great in New Orleans, right? Oh, like she could have like her own shop. She yeah. like a hundred like all day. Yeah. You know, yeah. And just call it like lip service. And like people would come in and be like, okay, uh, I like that shade. Depending on where you are um in on Bourbon Street, you might have uh very interesting 
guests. Uh, yes, it's true. <laughs> might be requiring asking for other services. You <laughs> uh, didn't think of that. It's a little early for me, but you know what? I haven't even had a drink, so maybe I will think of that later. There we go. That's, did, there lies the yeah, problem. There you go. There you go. So before we go any further, we know it's episode 19. Last time you're here, will you please tell our listeners what is lipsology? Lipsology is the art and science of reading lip prints. There's only nine certified currently, nine certified lipsologists wow. in the entire world. I'm one of them. I'm actually the founder is Jilly Eddy, and she spent 14 years researching over 10,000 lip prints to make sure her system was at least 80 to 100% accurate before she taught anybody. I'm the fifth person she trained in the first one on the East Coast. Wow. And so that's the, the, and what it tells is personality traits, energy levels, emotions, what's going on with you in the moment based on your kiss on a card that I, I make specifically for your party or your event or your private reading, whatever it happens to be. That's awesome. That's awesome. And uh, you, obviously you've said this many times because it came out clear as day. <laughs> right yes. off the cuff. <laughs> That's because no one knows what it is until I tell them. Exactly. How did you get involved in it first? in the first place? Well, I was also a palmist and tarot card reader for over 40 years, or not quite that many at the time, 30, 30-ish years at the time when I was training with her. And so um, what I, my agents, my talent agents basically said, go out and find something else to learn so we can do, get you out there more. And I said, sure. And so it took me a couple of years to find somebody, but I found Jilly on the web. And uh, just, we, I contacted her and I said, you know, this sounds really interesting. Uh, do you teach? And she said, yes. And then I um, basically trained with her. Um, and it was just, we were like peas in a pods. We're still close, great friends. She retired four years ago. And she you know, spent 30 more years researching, as did all her students. So it didn't just stop at the 14-year point. We kept researching and still do. I'm learning more things all the time. But yes, yeah, she- Shouldn't she, we all be? <laughs> yes. So she passed the business on to myself and my business partner, Laura, who's in Texas. And the two of us have continued Lipsology. I'm training like seven people right now. Wow. Yeah, so we're, we're gonna get more people out there soon. Wow. wow. That's fun, right? It is. So would you say that this, does it compare to like tarot cards or fortune, uh, fortune telling or palm reading, just so listeners kind of have a, an idea of what this It compares to about? a little bit to everything, except it's more of a researched situation. So the kind of palmistry I do is actually researched. It was, re, it was by, I learned when I was 14 from a book called The Laws of Scientific Handwriting, Hand Reading by uh, William Benham. And it was published in 1900. Wow. So that book when I was 14 was uh, like a manual and it was, it was very detailed. And he had done 30 years of research to make sure that his system was accurate and then he published his manual. And that is very different from t learning palmistry from a, a, you know, somebody who's been doing it through a family tradition. Um, so there's, because there wasn't all the, the superstition associated, it was all, you know, he did his version of scientific research back then. And so I seem to draw, I'm attracted to that because I also do handwriting analysis, which I was also, I've been doing it for about 25 or so years. Oh, wow. And that was researched and that's been out there for a long time. So I've been doing that for quite a long time. Um, as well at parties. I only have the party level understanding of it. I'd say of all the things I do, it's the most like handwriting analysis. And I found out from a, a medical professional that uh, the lips and the hands are the most connected uh, about, I don't know if it's more than anything else, but close to the highest level of neurological connection between the body part and the brain. So the oh. lips are, are really seriously, if you look at what's called a homunculus, which is a visualization 
of the uh, the the, th the neural connections to the body, um, you can you'll see that the lips are ginormous, the hands are ginormous. So that's what the brain is connecting to. So your subconscious is coming right through that. That's why lips and hand uh, and writing are things you do actively. You kiss actively. You write actively, and so information comes through on the result. And so it's a lot like handwriting analysis. It was analyzed in a similar way, except handwriting analysis was done on criminals mostly and lipsology's <laughs> done, <laughs> right? And lipsology has been mostly done on normal people or everybody, you know, so that's, and Jilly did uh, spend so many years for it, realizing that uh, this is a system that worked because she did get it to that 80 to 100% accuracy. And so, and then continued to all of us are doing research and finding new things and it's continually we're learning more and more and more as we go so it's really exciting and fun and different but yeah if you've ever had your handwriting analyzed that it's it tells you about your personality traits as well as far as palmistry she used the um the the zones of the palm um, as a way of kind of getting the idea of what the zones of the lip would be and so she used palmistry in a, in a way to understand lip prints and then um, she also used uh, face reading a little bit. She did some study on that. She did um, a little bit of study. She knew a little bit about astrology, so she used that. I don't know much about astrology, so that was more her thing. But she didn't really, I don't see it sort of reflected as much in her readings um, and the way that she taught me. What I see is more the, um, the zones, the, um, the, the uh, finding out, just knowing what the lips, things like, for instance, Cupid's bow is a Cupid's bow on the page or on your face. Okay. But it doesn't show up always. Like say, if you have a Cupid's bow on your face, it may or may not show up on the, on the card, on the print and vice versa. If you don't have a Cupid's bow, it might show up on the, pa on the page. What is a Cupid's bow? It's that little dip in the middle between uh, the, oh, yeah, in the top okay. middle. Yeah, yeah, that's what they call that. that. Yeah, see, and you do not have that showing on your lip print. We'll get to that. Um, <laughs> But uh, you. No love for me. Louise, no, it's, it's, it's not about that. <laughs> Cupid's bow means an entirely different thing, and I will talk about that. And Louise, you do have a Cupid's bow on your lip print, so, you know. Yeah. So. It seems to be more pronounced in my print than my. Physical. No, you could see it. No, it's very yeah. noticeable it, in your face. Now yeah. I can't. Now I've never looked. <laughs> I really never looked at your mouth like quite the way I'm looking at it now. It's very different what's happening at this point. Yeah, it's in the beginning of Jelly's book, Lipsology, the Art and Science of Reading Lip Prints. Um, and that book, um, which is some, was published after she started teaching me, and I had learned from, uh, from a handwriting analysis, and so in the beginning of that book, she says, stop, don't go any further, write a, write a paragraph right here at the beginning of the book. And I said, that's a really great idea for a lipsology to do the same thing because you'll, you won't look at your lip print the same once you understand what it means. So, um, so kissing the beginning, you know, that empty page at the beginning of the book was something she encouraged people to do and I told her to do that. So oh, that's cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I encouraged her on different things in the book and it was... I felt like I was, you know, but that was wonderful to be able to participate in supporting a book being put out about something this this cool. That it is, is cool. pretty cool. Are you kidding? You've guys known each other for a while, yeah? Yes. Yeah. We met at PSI. Oh, we met, no. We met at volunteering for, um, was it Share Strength? It was this something. Was, it was one of your restaurants. Yeah, but we met, didn't we meet the volunteer, or I brought you to volunteer somewhere, right, with me? Um, that was afterwards. Yes, I met, after. You, you were bartending. At P.S. Evans. And yeah, I was doing I a holiday party there, doing That's lipsology. Right. And I was there early. Yep. And That's so right. I was, That's and right. I was That's offering right. people you know, readings because I was bored and <laughs> waiting to get to, to do my gig. 
And then um, I would stay afterwards because Gina was so thrilled. She said, you've got to get a reading from her. And so I was there like until late doing readings. Um, and But I did a palm ah, reading on you. That's right. That's yep. right. No, I couldn't remember. It was it. Was it, because um, I know after that, so Ariana helped me do, do Taste of the Nation, Cherok Strength, all kinds of stuff that I do. Um, and she was such a great volunteer. And like, you know how I feel about it. Like, there's no reason for children to ever be hungry. Yes. I can never say it enough. I say it on every podcast, everywhere I go, everything. And um, she came, you came so many. And then she went on to do it by herself. When I couldn't do like certain events, she would be there and she was a great volunteer. So. That was amazing. I mean, and then obviously COVID messed everything up. But. Well, there's that and the fact that I don't have good knees anymore. So, but that huge uh, building museum is way more than I want to walk around. I wouldn't be able to do it now. What? Yeah. Uh, they changed it, but yes, I, I agree. Yeah. I, I agree. But I, it was just wonderful. Like, you know, you need a person. Yeah. I remember that night though, as I got to do my lip reading and um, she said to me, or Palm, I was doing Palm. I did both. She said, you're going to have children. And I said, yeah. no, I'm not. I was like, why would you ever tell me that? That was such a mean thing to say. <laughs> and she's like, okay, well, you, you will. And it's going to be, oh, two. And I was like, yeah, okay. And I was like, she, I'm like, we went out that night. We had got a lot of drinks. I'm like, just so you know, there will never be any children. She's like, okay. And then, <laughs> here I am, 10 years later. My child's about to turn 10. My firstborn, second one, right after. What she didn't tell me was that they were going to be within moments of each other. Because that was crazy. It's hard to tell on the hand whether or not that's that's going to happen. I mean, I would have to sit with the cards and do yeah. a little more specific reading specifically on that situation. That was wild. Yeah. That was wild. To be pregnant when you have like an infant, you're like, ah, uh, I can't be pregnant. And you're like, you are. I remember those days. I like, oh, I remember when she told me she was pregnant again. It was like, with what? With what? A lot of people said, with what? And I was like, a babe, what do you mean with what? Like, all of a sudden, I have like an alien? Well, no, it's a baby. <laughs> At least I think they're not aliens. They might be. I mean, I believe in this whole alien we don't know drop about, off. Well, you never know happening. with you never know with Neil. <laughs> I know he keeps talking about it, like about aliens and stuff. I'm like, are you like wanting? Are you telling me something here? You never know. But yeah. I think that Francesca's from another planet. That's for sure. <laughs> and that one's gonna kill me. I like. I'm pretty sure she's like. Maybe you should read her palm because I think she's maybe a murderer. Can um, you actually read children's palms? Oh yeah, I've actually looked at babies' palms at, at the Renaissance Festival where I have a booth. Um, I've had people with babes in arms who wanted me to see, and, it, and so you kind of have to coax them to open their hand, and then they'll let you look at it for about three seconds, and then they close it again. Yeah. Um, so I can just whatever I catch when I'm looking um, at, a, at a baby's hand. Um, and then as they get older, uh, I've had kids come in and want me to read their palms, and so I've, I'm happy to do it, so I talk to them. Uh, one of the things I teach with palmistry, because a lot of people are like, oh, am I going to die? I'm like, you know, if I told you, when or you know i mean everyone obviously unless we, we come up with some miraculous thing we're going to all you know pass yes. away at some point but uh, as far as uh, when i don't tell people that because that's on me and see the thing is that your palm is changing lines shift and change all the time so nothing's set in stone it's all flesh it changes sometimes it changes i've seen lines change overnight a couple of times and then over a very short period of time rarely but most of the time they change slowly in the hand and what happens is that that just allows a person to you know because whatever choices you make they change what's going on i think of the palms and the lines in the palms especially um because they start in a certain way and then they change as you go it's kind of like your blueprint of your kind of like okay i'm coming in this is my kind of idea about how i want things to go and then as you make choices and things happen those things change in your hand and that's how i see it that's what i was wondering with 
babies. Do I get rid of my kids? Do you want to see it? <laughs> Do they leave ever? Do they go to college? Am I doing this right? Because I feel like I'm doing it wrong every day. I'm not even worried about my, my, my you're career a very, anymore. Like, you're a very normal parent. <laughs> are they going to go to college? That is it. Or do they leave at 18? I mean, I'm just ready. I'm ready. Yeah. I need a break. I'm really good at being by myself. Everyone's like, wouldn't you be sad? I'm like, no, I'm never going to be sad. I'm very happy for them when they move to another continent. I'm like, continent? I'm like, yeah, it'd be nice for them. It'd be good for them. Something different. Not North America. It's fine. So um, shall we uh, do uh, Gina's reading? Gina's yes, book? absolutely. Are we going to do, we're not going to go over yours yet? Oh, no. No, my... Oh. Yours is a secret? Mine's second. Oh, on the second oh, part, two. Oh, so you're going to have to listen. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Okay. So first thing is you've got a full upper lip print and a full lower lip print, which means your you're, um, your lower lip print being full means you're generous and expressive, able to share your ideas like teaching, writing, speaking, performing, expressing yourself in some way. Um, yelling. Um, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Just so our listeners know, we I kissed, um, I put on lipstick, like yes. nice and deep, um, really um, fun color. Uh, what is my color? I can't even Black remember. Black orchid. Black orchid. I love it. Um, I put it on there and I kissed the card and then I didn't listen and didn't reapply for my second kiss. So I got in trouble. So I had to do it again. So I have three prints on the card, right? So yep. everyone knows. Okay. And actually, it, no matter what you do, mm-hmm. it's it doesn't, I mean, as far as, as uh, whether you reapply or not, if you, you didn't read the instructions or didn't listen, that's just part of what's going on with you, and it shows me what's going on with you. So it's nothing, it's, it isn't wrong. You didn't do it wrong. You just, <laughs> this is just where it's at. Also I, also, I don't wear lipstick ever because I get it on all my teeth. So. <laughs> yeah, and of course, this kind of lipstick, it's not, you know, it's it's made to come off. Yeah. You know, so that's the idea. It's 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 a moist lipstick. It's perfect. It's our, our, our you know, Go perfect to lipstick way. to do. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, I look like a clown. No, you're so, good now. You're, you're, good. My teeth still? you're good. No, you're good. No? Yeah, it's okay. not in your teeth still, okay. and it okay. looks great. Okay. Okay. So, just... um, the full upper lip print means yeah. you're surprisingly a good listener. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, people probably cry on your shoulder, tell you their life story, even if they don't know you. Okay. So, that's All the, the upper. <laughs> exactly. Well, of even course. Even in the grocery store. I believe that totally it's because insanity. it's. Insanity. <laughs> it is. The combination of these two things makes you an excellent communicator because only people who listen are really going to be excellent at communicating. So that's that's something there as well. Um, the round shape uh, indicates that you're someone who is what I call a peacekeeper. You don't like arguments unless you started them. You're going to bend over backwards to understand other people's points of view, pat people on the back and encourage them. The most important thing is that things go smoothly. And so that's one aspect. And then the other one is a triangle, which means you help other people to succeed. So you recognize people's skills and abilities. You help them recognize those abilities in themselves. I see that in teachers and counselors, coaches and therapists, HR people, nurses, doctors, lawyers, managers, et cetera. People who, from a strong base, you send folks in the right direction. So you're perceptive enough to lift them up, help them to shine, put them in a position to grow. You're like, you can do it. And they're like, yes, I can. (laughs) So there's that. You do not have a keep a spell on the lip print, which means you're independent. You like to do things your own way and do not like being told what to do. So give me the work, leave me alone, I will get it done. And so that's why you have not got a cupid's bow. So it's it's actually not a bad thing to not have a cupid's bow because it tells me what your personality is actually like. So whatever you imagine your lip print should look like, it's if people come up and say, oh, you know, my lip print looks horrible. And I say, look, if everyone's lip prints look like Betty Boops, no, I wouldn't have a job. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it's really okay. 
Um, you also have seeds of change in the bottom of the lip print, which is, I, as I recall from the when I've done them before, you tend to have them, which is ideas, projects, thoughts that have been on the back burner because you're so busy you can't get two of them all. But there are a couple of larger ones, so it's important that you pay attention to the ones that are big, make a note about them, make sure that you put some energy into them or at least get some help with them so that you can get them done. The chills that. <laughs> so I call it seeds of change. I write a book. Well, there you go. Seeds of change, and I say, just do it. Because it's going to make a difference not only for you, but for others as well. And it's anywhere in there it says I'm going to move to Italy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, honey, it's, this is not about moving. Not dead, not dead, right? No. I'm good, okay. You're not dead yet. Um, so <laughs> you, can, yet. you can do what you're going to do. Um, you do have an old soul mark. It means you're intuitive and your lip prints are reminding you to trust your gut. Pay attention to that intuition. So um, that's in there. And there's a dark inline on the inside of the lip print. This is something you have in common with Louise. Indicates that you are uh, someone who doesn't just jump right into friendships, but when you do trust somebody... You're a loyal friend. You keep people. So there's that. And you know, it's like, it's not that you don't jump in. You'll, you'll jump in surface-wise to a friendship, but de deeply into a friendship is is not so common for you. And that's a true for both of you. And that you're um, deeply, you're someone who, who uh, when you do trust somebody, you've vetted them on a deep, deep level. You're you're basically aware that they're safe for you to be close with. And so that's that's what I say. So you're, you're a loyal friend and you keep people. That you that you trust, and that, that's it. That's a thing. And then the size of these are medium, which means you like to keep busy and you like to keep a balance when you can between work, home, and play. So you're juggling here, juggling there, juggling there. Always have some balls in the air. Always have something going on, and like to schedule yourself well in advance when possible. So I call it the busy juggler. That's <laughs> <laughs> funny considering the conversation we had this morning. No, I, I said I said just this morning. I'm like I am like today was the day. It's frazzled me. And not today, not just today. Like I'm talking about like uh, my kids and the restaurant kind of, kind of got to me. Yeah. So two more things. Um, the uh, two last two lip prints are about the same spacing, which means you're a woman of your word. If you say you're going to do it, you're going to do it. People can count on you. So that's that's a good thing because I'm sure that's been hard for you to do with all the, all the responsibilities you have. It's been, uh, it's been a long road. I say to everybody, this is not for the weary. Like what I've done is like you need to say, do, I always say, this is my, this is my mantra. Say what you mean and mean what you say. And I say it to my children all the time or whatever. And I don't say anything that you're not willing to back. Whatever, how hard it's going to be, how easy it's going to be. Truthful, always tell the truth. It does, it, even if it kills you to say the words that come out of your mouth, say it. Because it is the only thing that you have is your word. Yes. So that's, that's very important on here. And so um, you also, the first one's open, the second one's starting to close, the third one's starting to open again. That tells me you second guess yourself a lot. Should I do it this way? Should I do it that way? Buyer's remorse. So <laughs> things like that. So I say second guesses trust you, okay? Um, when I, so I'm, what I'm doing is writing on the card the things, that, just little shorthand notes. Like, yeah. Busy juggler, second guesses, trust you, seeds of change, just do it, woman of your word, generous and expressive, old soul, uh, you know, trust your gut, things like that. So I, I write all these notes next to your kisses when I'm at a party, when I'm, in, when I'm doing a private reading, so that you have some memory of what I said. I, I will ex I expand on it, but this is what uh, you, you're leaving with your, your pretty kisses on the page as well as my notes about them. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Do you really shock somebody when you're reading them? Oh, yeah. And they're like, that's not me. Well, no, not so much they, that's not me. I've only had a couple people, and they were tending to be sort of um, 
you know, the kind of naysayer type person who doesn't yeah. want to, things to be true. I've had a couple of those, but almost everybody else is like, um, well, they, they'd say, well, you're 99% there. I said, well, what was the 1%? I'm curious. And they will tell me, oh, this. And I said, how about if I said it that way? And they were like, well, yeah. And I said, okay, well, it's just the way I said it. Just, you know, I needed to say it slightly differently. And then, um, so one thing that's on here that I want to point out is that the lower left quadrant of the lip print, so in the lower lip print on the left-hand side, there's a sort of a, a, like something, like a bite out of it. There's a, just a chunk out of it. It's true for the first one and the second one. The third one's a little better, but it's still shorter. And when that shows up, it tells me something's going on with the lower left quadrant of the body. So it could be the hip, the knee, the foot, the low back, toes. Something's not entirely happy, happy in that arena. And so your body's asking for some TLC, massage, whatever. It might be that the right side's injured and the left side's compensating. But something's going on with that lower left quadrant and it's asking for some TLC. So does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. I've been seeing um, a um, massage therapist, um, sports massage therapist. Okay, so I say owie and I say TLC, meaning massage, chiropractic, yeah. acupuncture, something. Yeah, Take she's great. I've been going to her. Like I have, um, I think I have a pinched nerve. Okay, so that would be in the spine, the lower spine. Yeah, and, yeah. and uh, so you might also want to consider talking to a chiropractor about that as well, just to see if it's if it is a nerve pinch, and it's in your spine and not your hip. Um, they can actually, even if it is, right if it's here. anything, oh, it's up in it's your neck. It's here. See, it's here, but it affects everything. Everything down. Yeah. Well, then yeah. definitely. Yeah. It's like right here. That makes complete sense. Here, crack. It's good. It's from work. It's. It's all. The Here's things. my PSA, everybody. If you're listening to the show, you cannot stand for 14 hours a day. You just cannot. You have to sit down. <laughs> it's true that people that sit for 14 hours a day. You got to find a general like imbalance in between. Like people are like, "Oh, he should get a stand-up desk." I'm like, "Oh, she's never on the first." Well, actually, again, they, they no have problem. now. They actually now have, you know, before standing was the new smoking or whatever. Well, they've now come back and said that's actually not true. And to your point, it needs to be movement. It can't. You can't sit for eight hours. You can't stand for eight hours. You need to be able to. You need to move your body. Yeah. And so that's how that happened to me, though. Like I was just standing. I was doing exactly my normal thing. And then I turn around and like bag something for a guest. And I also was like, hey. and I was like, so I mean, it was just so like, like a little, I don't know what I did. Yeah, if I, I can say, if I haven't, if I didn't go to my chiropractor, I would be, uh, I wouldn't be able to walk at all. And it's, it's done tremendous things for me. My neck has had severe pain and, and he's been able to help me release that and keep things flowing and not be problematic. Um, and getting a little stretch in the neck and, and getting uh, some adjustments every once in a while will help your neck to stay aligned and not pinched. Just from your lips, right? Like, isn't that amazing? Yeah. I like, this is so cool. So she's obviously given um, quite a few um, tips. tips. Mm -hmm. Easy for me trick. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you some information today instead. Is All that okay? Right. Let's do it. We're gonna do a little shopping. Okay, our little tips and tricks. We're gonna go shopping for We're it. We're gonna go shopping for it. Let's yes. do it. Okay. All right. Okay, so it's persimmon season, right? These little ugly things that you're like, what are these things? Where do they come from? What is this, right? What is like, what are you gonna do with these? Are you gonna just bite a bite out of them and eat it? I mean, I don't know. Ariana thinks we can. Um, and I've never tried it, so maybe I'll try that at the end. But I wanted to talk to you about this. So you get these and they're waxy hard and you see them everywhere in the grocery store. I love them. Our friend, the persimmons. It's one of my favorite things, my favorite treat of this time of year. They grow all 
during the summertime, they're like little, little buds and then they sit on your trees and when they fall off is when they are ready. Don't pick these. If you see the persimmons, let it fall to the ground, right? If you're in the grocery store, what you're looking for something that's like a little bit semi-soft, that's something too hard, unless you're gonna hang them. And if you're gonna hang them, that's a really cool thing to do. Right now, these are past the point of hanging them because they're already dried and they're ready, ready to eat. But when these are green, you put a string around it and you can hang them anywhere in your kitchen, anywhere um, that would not be directly in light and they get like really, really tough and leathery. Peel the skin off and you can put them on any cheese plate, eat them as a jelly, as a fruit, use them on toast on bread. Um, they're really good on like a Korean milk bread. So delicious, one of my favorite things. Uh, people talk about like Japanese milk bread. I love Korean milk toast, whatever, you know, whatever you to like what you like. Anyway, what I did with these is um, <clears throat> really fun. So I take them and when they're nice and soft like this one, squishy, almost squishy, right? You can see I'm moving it around. Take it and we're gonna cut off the top. And you can use a spoon even. I'm just using a big fat knife because that's what I have. And you can see inside the flesh is all, all gooey, like really, really gooey, mushy, and it's all in my hand. This right here is like literally, I can't describe it. It's like gold, it's like jelly gold. And it's something that I just love to use into making syrups with wine, preserving it, uh, different flavors, adding just a little bit of sugar if you want, but honestly, explore the persimmons, use it in your cocktails, and I'll see you on the other side of this cocktail. You know, Gina, I have to admit, I have purchased persimmons and had no idea what I was getting. <laughs> First of all, can I, this is like one thing I always want to ask her, right? Did you buy the persimmons and let them rot on your counter and then never use them because you don't know what to do with them? I, yes. No, no, because you know what? You had you had made a cocktail some time ago and I saw them and I kind of tried to figure out like based on what you what I saw you have on the show. Yeah. And that's where I used it. But if but that was really me just like stumbling through. I was mm. just kind of guessing. So thank I, you. I always find that to be like the most the funniest thing ever. Yes. So there's two types of persimmons. There's the southern type, which mm -hmm. you have to eat soft because it needs to mm -hmm. get to that. And then there's, I think it's called Fuyu persimmons. Yeah. And those are like apple. And they're both, they're delicious. I actually buy them and eat them. I love them. Uh, yeah, so they have like, would you, uh, what I do with mine is a little bit different, but I, like, I'll show everybody, um, you, you can hang them. And then yes. you, yeah, you hang them. So you can do them with the, yeah, southern, the ones that are, and did you mean the ones from North America? Yes. The same ones from here, yeah. You can hang those as well. You should just eat those and make canning or whatever, but the ones from um, uh, Korea and China and stuff. Those ones are the ones you hang and then you, you turn them into a jelly and you peel off the skin and then you cut them and ever so lightly and put them on a cheese platter and they're like wonderful. Wow. Well, in Korea, we're not be putting them on a cheese yeah. platter, but they just eat That's them on bread. They eat them yeah. on like a like on a on a milk toast or something, which they do have. Interesting. Right. So there you go. I agree with you though. I've eaten them before like that hard, but that is not for the the week of. Uh, mm -hmm. You got to really be into like the health of it. Oh, it's tasty though. Um, the ones that I've had, they're they're delicious. Yeah, I I don't love it like that. I feel like it's a little much for me. Well, the kinds that you need to let ripen more, they don't taste good when they're when they're not when you know. But the ones that are ripe and and like an apple when they're ripe, 
um, those are delicious. I get them at Costco and, and I get that, you know, the, the containers of them. And I've learned from a friend of mine who was, who had been to China and, um, you know, all I do is you just take the top off and, and you can just eat the whole thing, including the skin. Mm -hmm. oh. It's really delicious. Nice. Yeah. I like the ones that are just about look like they're going to rot. And then that's what I use in the cook with. <laughs> those, yeah. I, I never, and I've not, I think, I don't know if I've even tried those, but I, I've. Uh, Today's the day. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm excited. So, uh, Gina, where are they going to go to get this tips and tricks? You're going to go to designateddrinker.show for our tips and how-to. Or you can catch us on Instagram at designateddrinker. And you can see my lovely face showing you how to purchase and use your persimmons. Awesome sauce, yes. And if you didn't catch that, it's designateddrinker.show. And you can just scroll down through your episode notes and we'll have links right there for you. They'll take you right to the website or to Insta. And you can see uh, Gina's beautiful ruby red lips in either one. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, this brings us to the end of part one with lipsologist Ariana Lightning Storm. But if you're anything like Gina or me, one round is just never enough. So go off, top off that drink, and get ready for part two of this episode as we continue our boozy banter. And Gina's gonna share a cocktail recipe that will surely deliver a kiss you won't wanna miss. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. The Designated Drinker Show is produced by Missing Link, a Latino-owned, strategy-driven, creatively-fueled production co-op. From ideation to creation, we craft human connections through intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Also in the Missing Link lineup of podcast is Roger That, a podcast dedicated to guiding you through the haze of dementia, led by skilled caregivers. Now, if you're looking for a whole new way to enjoy the theater, check out Between Acts, an immersive audio theater podcast experience. Each episode takes you on a spellbinding journey through the works of newfound playwrights, from dramas to comedies and everything in between. Find Missing Link's League of Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And while you're there, please don't forget to follow, download, and review the shows. Your reviews help our shows reach new audiences. To find out more about Missing Link, visit missinglink.company. That's missinglink.company. <laughs>